and welcome to episode 37 of I Bleed Pinstripes. Can't believe this is, I think this is the seventh or eighth I've done this year. That's way more. I like, I should be paid now for this. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I'm doing this for the love and I hope you're listening to this for the love. You know, that's why, I mean, I do this. I love baseball. You know, you don't really have to pay me. It'd be nice to get paid. I could use some money and get married. You know, bought bought a house here. I could use some money, folks. So, but we, you know, we do this for the love, and as we usually do, it's episode thirty-seven. And let's check out the men who've worn. And when I say men, there's only two men who've actually worn this uniform as a player. And uh, it took me a second to realize why there was only two names on this list. Both of them, nineteen forty-six. So this number, it's a weird number. You don't see too many thirty-sevens out there and definitely any 37s that are like you know I mean you can name like ton of number 23s Michael Jordan Don Mattingly you know 24 those are sexy numbers 37 (laughs) where's number 37 anyway and I think maybe that's why this guy wore number 37 anyway the two guys wore 1946 it was issued for the first time Gus Nirohos and Herb Carpell so 1946, and then in 1949 came this whip snapper of a guy, and they called him Dutch, uh, Casey Stengel, and uh, his numbers retired from the Yankees, and he was the manager from 49 to 60. I believe he won about eight. I, you know, I did not look at the records, but I know they won five in a row there, 49 to 54. They won in 56, and then they won 57. And they definitely won in 60. So that's fine. He won at least seven World Series. <laughs> and they went to at least nine World Series in that. Uh, that's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't think any other team has ever won five World Championships in a row. I think the most was the Yankees. I know the A's won three in a row. Uh, three in a row. The Yankees have won three in a row other times in their history. Um, who else has won three in a row? I think that's it. Is it? I, I got to look back on that. But the A's, 72, 73, 74. The Yankees, definitely in uh, 98, 99, 2000. And I can't really think of another team. I know the Reds did it in 75 and 76. Now, I'm going to have to look that up. And I know a couple of the early Yankee teams won three in a row. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, we'll check that out. Anyway, since we don't have too many uh, names to run down, I figured I'd do a couple Casey quotes because 
if you if you know anything about Yogi Berra, I, I think Yogi gets a lot from Casey. Casey got a lot from Yogi. And a, a big thing about Casey, he he needed a guy that was behind the plate who was running that team. He was the man, you know, who came up with all these crazy. I mean, he was one of the first guys, first managers to do platoons, which is you know it's a very common day now. But back then, 1949, you know, guys usually played every day. But you know, Casey was into matchups, and you know, a lot of players didn't like him for that. A lot of players did. Um, but um, so here's a few. Uh, being with a woman all night never hurt no professional baseball player. It's staying up all night looking for a woman that does him in. <laughs> that's it just that's just a good thing for and just not just baseball, but in life. Uh, you have to have a catcher because if you don't, you're likely to have a lot of pass balls. So you hear a lot of you hear a little bit of the Yogi Berra in there. Uh, the key to being a good manager is keeping the people who hate me away from those who are still undecided. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, there comes a time in every man's life, and I've had plenty of them. <laughs> when you're younger, you get blamed for the crimes you never committed. And when you're older, you begin to get credit for virtues you never possessed. It evens itself out. And one of my favorite ones, the Mets have shown me more ways to lose than I ever knew existed. <laughs> and then a quote from uh, the great Connie Mack, I never saw a man who juggled his lineup so much and who played so many hunches so successfully. So you can tell what kind of guy, uh, you know, the, the little field general was um, just a great manager, uh, an immortal figure in baseball, a uh, man who just loved baseball was just a you know, and as you, for most managers, I think in most sports, it's definitely not a guy who's very successful as a player. It's a guy who's usually a bench guy or a minor, career minor leaguer. I think of a Buck Showalter. Buck was in the minor leagues forever. Uh, you know, got a job as a coach and moved his way up. Um, Casey's kind of, the, you know, Casey did get to the majors, played for the Dodgers, but, you know, he was an okay ball player. But he had a, you know, he's he saw the game from a different perspective, and I think that's a lot of times what happens when you're on or playing the bench. You see the game from a different place, and you know. Anyway, Casey's great. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, there's definitely some good books out there on him, and just good history. He's, you know, he's a big part of baseball. Yeah, I mean, he was he was born in the late 1800s, played from 1900, you know, played from uh, I think 1911. He played until. He was in the game until definitely the late, uh, early 60s with the Mets. So anyway, that was Casey Stengel, number 37, retired by the New York Yankees. Anyway, so I am uh, doing this podcast. It's the 15th of April. It's a Monday. The Yankees just finished up their first six games, their first homestand. Not the greatest homestand, you know, to start the week. They were ended up two and four. And, you know, the Yankees are probably going to lose four out of six later in the year. And we're not going to think so much about it. But everything is so, you know, when it's that first week of the season, everything is so magnified. You know, the the Royals right now, Tigers are 6-0. I mean, life is just so good. Nothing can be wrong. You know, nobody can see anything bad about those teams. But, boy, you would think the Yankees were the piece of, you know, crap that they are, that they've been doing this all year. And get, and don't get me wrong. Before last night when the Yankees scored seven runs in the bottom of the first against Clay Bulkholtz, they had not, they had had a lead for half an inning. And that was in uh, the second game against the Jays. And that, you know, and hey, look, they you never, you know, the Yankees were down in that game. They came back. 
They had bases loaded. They had a hit by pitch, a wild pitch, and then a ball that was destined to be a double play uh, that was hit by the pitch, deflected by the pitcher that went into the outfield. And that's how the Yankees won that ball game. Um, hey, a win's a win. You take it anywhere you can. But as they say, it's not one of those inspiring wins, you know. But hey, you, you need those things to happen for you to get wins. And again, you'll take any win you can because baseball is so different these days. You know, most people are saying, you know, if you're going to win the AL East this year, 88 to 92 wins. 88 to 92 wins. That's disgusting. I'm, I don't know. I'm used to, you know, and it doesn't have to be the Yankees, but, you know, you win your division 95 games to 100. That was my sort of 103 wins, you know. But there's not that many 100, 100 win teams anymore. It's really, you know, parity is all over baseball. You know, uh, pitching is king. Defense is king right now. Hitting is, you know, I play fantasy. And if you play fantasy, de- uh, offense is down. You know, I'm stacked pitching-wise. And, and I'm stacked with just regular guys. But, I mean, pitching is just killing right now. And that goes to, to back to the New York Yankees because they are not, they have just not hit. I mean, sad to say, the best, you know, the person that's looked the best so far as far as the offense goes, Alex Rodriguez, he's had some great at bats. A big hit last night with the bases loaded, a run clearing double. He's really worked the pitchers. His tunnel visions, you know, and the way he speaks all of a sudden, he's a different guy. Let's hope this is the way he's going to be for the rest of his life, <laughs> or at least for the rest of his baseball career, that he seems genuine. But, you know, thank God for the win last night. I mean, you know, imagine if I came on at one and five. I'd be more in a, you know, I'm more of like, hey, let's wait till, let's wait till Memorial Day. That's sort of the quarter point through the season. From growing up, that's where you like you can kind of tell what kind of team you're going to be. It's hard to tell what kind of team your team is going to be in six games. You know, any any team can run off six wins. You just don't know. I mean, everybody picked the Braves to be bottom of the you know, and they've traded everybody. They traded Craig Kimbrell last week to the Padres, so they've pretty much traded everybody. Evan Gaddis is over in Houston. The Upton brothers are both now in San Diego. Everybody's gone from that team. It's amazing. They've kept, you know, all the younger kids, Freddie Freeman, Simulton, uh, Andrew Simulton. But, you know, and they're started they're five and one. So, you know, people are already like, oh, you know, and the Nats are like two and four. You, you know, it's just too early. The Yankees, the next few weeks, it's it's a crazy schedule. The Yankees are on the road. The next 35 games, the Yankees are have 25 games on the road. It's nuts. I, from I was just looking at my Yankee tickets. We have three more games this month at home, and we have tickets every other Yankee, every other home day. So, you know, but we have three, we have eight games up until June. That's not a lot. That's really not a lot. You know, it's pretty crazy. I don't know if this has to do with the uh, New York City Football Club or what, but, uh, uh, I don't know. It's a crazy schedule. I know the Yankees were also, they had a lot of home games after the break. And hey, you, you, I prefer the Yankees to be on the road right now. You know, if you heard last night, uh, Didi Gregorius, there was a bit of some chance of, you know, Derek Jeter last night. 
I think people will understand, you know, there's always this thing about Derek Jeter. Why is he so great? I think other fans of other teams never understood it. And I think this year you'll understand it, seeing somebody else play his position. Didi Gregorius is a great shortstop defensively. He can make all the plays. But what I think Jeter brought was the steadiness. He didn't make, he might not always get to that ball, especially during his later career. I mean, Jeter made some amazing defensive plays in his career. Guy put out and would give every, he gave everything to the New York Yankees. For me, if anybody ever says anything bad about Derek Jeter, I just, I won't even listen to them. To me, they've lost credibility because they don't, to me, they don't, that person doesn't understand baseball. But uh, Simulton, uh, he's already been thrown out, I think, twice now. Last week, he got thrown out at third. And then uh, I forgot to get, they had another bad play. Um, had a feeling error. You know, things that Jeter just didn't do. You rarely ever saw Jeter get thrown out of a base. He's just a smart player. And, you know, he had the intangibles. And, you know, there are things that you can't quantify. And, you know... Hopefully people are not too harsh on Didi. I know a lot of people who are like, oh, shortstop position is going to be so much better than last year. And, you know, I'll take Derek Jeter any day, any time of his career. Um, and, uh, you know, so make fun of Jeter if all you want. But the captain is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. And we definitely would not have won four out of five world championships without him. Um, and, I mean, the guy won five world championships. So, um yeah, I mean, you know, but right now that that's where the Yankees stand, and uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see how things go. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a weird time, but you know, the the bullpen's been okay. Um, you know, uh, obviously, with the if you didn't know, the Yankees played the Red Sox last weekend, so uh, the Friday night's game went 19 innings, kind of blew out the Yankee bullpen. They should be fine. They brought up a couple of relievers here and there. You know, sometimes when you get into games like that, they'll send somebody down. They'll bring somebody up for the day. So they brought Matt Tracy up. They sent uh, Chasen Shrev down. He'd pitched three and a third innings that Friday night. And then they brought up Kyle Davies last night and sent Tracy down. There's a lot of things that you do like that. People wonder why didn't they bring up some of the younger kids? Well, the younger kids are really not ready yet to come up. Triple uh, A, Double A, that's just kind of started, and they kind of want them to get into a good rhythm down there. You really won't see those kids come up till May, June. You know, that's a good time. If you think back to 2007, uh, that's when uh, Chin Ming Wong and Robinson Cano came up. I think they came up in like, say, May, early June. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, Tanaka looked okay last night. He won five innings. Uh, it's his second game. First game, he went four innings. Uh, last year, he his first 18 starts, you know, all six innings plus. We'll see how it goes from here on in. Uh, he had a really bad inning in the fourth through like 40 pitches. So he's really going to have to start getting better command of his stuff. Uh, he threw more four, four seam fastballs last night. Um, we'll see how it goes. That's all you can do. Um, Pineda looked great. Uh, Nate Nivaldi looked okay. Uh, I thought Adam Warren looked great. Uh, I thought CC had a bad inning. Again, the Yankees have had eight uh, eight errors so far, and the defense was supposed to be their strength. So far, not their strength. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for me. Um, I'm gonna try to do another pod later in the week. 
Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I've been blabbing. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I've uh, even, I don't even know what I've said that most of the time. Anyway, guys, thank you. And I will talk to you on episode 38.